Super Talk Mississippi media production. Did you know Toyota Brookhaven has sold more new vehicles the last two years than any other dealership in southwest Mississippi? Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. You'll see I'm not alone in the studio today. That always makes me happy. Joining me is Jody Rigby. He's the president of First Responders of Mississippi. And we've got Miss Neely Lyons. She's the committee co-chair of a holiday networking luncheon and toy drive that's coming up, benefiting both First Responders of Mississippi and the Boys and Girls Club. So busy lady, busy time, but welcome. Thank you. We're so glad to be here. Okay, so this is over 10 years. This holiday networking luncheon and toy drive have been happening, Neely. So how did this get started? Take us back 10 years ago. When did this come together? Well, I will admit that I was not at the original gathering. It was, um, it goes back longer than 10 years ago, but at least 10 years ago. Um, uh, just a group of local folks that work in mental health and addiction services in the, in the central Mississippi area decided to get together for lunch. And at that time, they were basically just splitting the, the tab and, uh, talking about, you know, how good the year had been and what they wanted to do for the next year. And as it grew over the years, it moved venues. The second venue was at the Colonial Country Club, if people remember that. And then eventually it outgrew that location as well. And now it's at Broadmoor Church in their banquet room. And um, it's it's gotten even bigger there. This year we're topping, we're over 500 That's attendees. Crazy. Okay, Jody, have you been there for all 10 plus years? Yes, ma'am. I, for for <laughs> he started bringing out his fingers. He's like, "Yes, yeah. I do believe. I do believe I have. have." Has it always benefited first responders of Mississippi? Have y'all been around for that long or, or no? No, ma'am. Okay, so give us a little background of first responders of Mississippi because you alone are up to some really good things throughout the year. Well, we try to assist uh, agencies plus the uh, law enforcement officers and firefighters and emergency medical personnel. Uh, in the greatest time of need, no matter what it is, we try to help. Which I think is definitely a good thing, and it's a needed thing. And it's interesting that that is connected with the Boys and Girls Club, both two wonderful, deserving organizations. Mm -hmm. So, Neely, how did you narrow, or how does the networking sort of narrow it down to who will be the beneficiaries of the toy drive? Sure, and I uh, will ask Jody to help me with this response as well. So, 
And, you know, Jody has described first responders of Mississippi, and they do work all throughout the year. They take requests for financial assistance or other personal assistance um, as an organization. But at, at Christmas time, you can imagine that first responders um, have even greater needs. And you know, Jody and I, before this broadcast, were talking about how during COVID, most first responders have a second job, and sometimes those jobs were not available to them, and so they were they were very hard hit during that time and that's when the request from first responders to help with specifically with the children of first responders meeting mm-hmm. the needs uh, at Christmas time and and Jody tell you you want to tell the story about the family that you helped uh, you know get supplies and and uh, it was a very good story you should tell it we had a, a first responder from the south mm-hmm. that called and said uh, he had covid back during when COVID was running pretty strong. He says, I need just to get my son a jacket mm. for to go to college. He said, that's all I'm asking for is a coat for my son. And then he said, and maybe a holiday meal for my family before he goes back to college. So we got together and went down. We did our, you know, the financial assistance is a little different than just asking for toys and things like that from us. So we made him, asked him to fill out the financial report and ruth and i got in the car and i drove her down there i'm the driver most of the time Mm -hmm. and we met with the family we took them to walmart you know in in town and we gave them a budget for food of course they had their little calculator out most of these most of these law enforcement and firefighters and they have the little calculator they're on a budget they know what a budget is Mm -hmm. and you know they budgeted out and you know we got through said we're done I said, well, you still have X amount of money left to go. He says, use that on the next person. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of things that we do. We've had um, other people call and say, my sister passed away or my brother passed away, and I've gotten the kids, his kids. So now this month I have four more kids to add to my Christmas list. Mm-hmm. And those kind of people, we, we help those kind of people in this time of need. And those and Chris, are the people who are there first for us, whether it's exactly. in our worst time, car wrecks, fires, you know, you name it, you're a first responder. is That's why they're a first responder. They are mm-hmm. they get up and then they run towards your worst yeah. day. And well, so. you know, it's kind of funny talking about first responders. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. I'm retired now, but it's what we do, and that's the way it is. It's, it's. I worked at Hattiesburg Police Department, and they had a meeting one time back when Hercules was there. They said, "If you see us running out, don't come in." Amen. But that's that's. And I hope the, I never see you at work. That's that's mm-hmm. the way they. That's not the way they do. Yeah. They're running in no matter what. Right. So we need to run to help them, exactly. and this is what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we've added first responders kids to our list after about four or five years ago during pand- when uh, COVID came in mm-hmm. because we saw the need we saw that but first responders are hard to get to to admit they're troubled mm-hmm. they got problems so it's been a, we helped over 250 kids last year mm-hmm. we don't tell people th- who they are or anything yeah. like that everything's confidential with us we do do a background check to make sure that they are a first responder before we and that's fair. You know, and I would sure. assume the first responders appreciate that. And, and yeah. So we don't want to go. Some, some people call. We've had calls from California this year. 
Wow. From first responders that actually work for LAPD. Is first responders of Mississippi unique to our state, or is it a subset of maybe first responders of other states? We started this one, Ruth and I did, um, and got a great board. We have you can look us up at firstrespondersofmississippi.com and see our board. We have a great board. Um, we started ours here. They're the only one that I know of that's like this, except for Tennessee, the lady from that works in the same field as behavioral health. She Last year or year before last, she came down and saw what we were doing at this network lunching and said, I want to do this same thing for Tennessee. So she has formed the Tennessee First mm-hmm. Responders. First responders of Tennessee tip them. Jody, do you have a dream and a vision of seeing maybe every state have a first responders? I mean, every state has them in need. Yes. Uh, he I said would, that's a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a, I would love to see it start out. Yes, ma'am. I would love to see that. That would be great. Yeah. But, you know, there, there are some places first responders can turn to mm-hmm. that it's not our first responders of Mississippi, but there are other organizations that help first responders only you guys do mm-hmm. all the time you'll bring first responders on here and let them speak sometimes that's all they need to do is have a, a voice somewhere that mm-hmm. helps them well and jody in that process of receiving uh, re- needs requests you also have realized that there were requests that were not first responder related and you needed somewhere to go with those so that's really i think how you you explained to me the relationship with boys and girls club started was to to have an additional place to go to help kids when we get a request that's not a first responder we send them to the boys and girls club we send the information to the boys and girls club it says this person needs assistance they've been helpful not only for local kids mm-hmm. you know if we get one from south haven mississippi or we get one from tupelo or the gulf port the gulf coast we send that to first uh, to the bur- boys the girls and girls club. club and they send it to the appropriate people down there to let them know that there's somebody that needs mm-hmm. assistance so it is a good partnership, and those are the kinds of things that are going on whenever you think about our local organizations or supporting local or just being tied into the community. It's all, you know, we're all working. We all want to get people where they need to be so they can get the help that they can get. And then sometimes it's in a fun way by being able to come to a network lunching and, mm-hmm. and enjoy fellowship and food, I assume, by bringing and bringing toys. So this is a this is a big deal, and this is a much bigger uh, sort of luncheon than just your sort of typical holiday gathering. Sure. Um, The attendees are asked to bring an unwrapped gift. Um, They are not charged for the meal, so that that's their contribution. Um, I, Jody and I want to be sure that people know that even if you're not attending the luncheon, we will take uh, donations starting around 8 o'clock in the morning. That's when the, the volunteer crew will start setting up, and we will be there till 2 in the afternoon. This is Monday, um, this coming Monday. And then there's a second location, Jody. Remind everybody where the second location is for drop-offs. Wilson Kia. Mm-hmm. On Lakeland Drive, they have a box there for first responders in Mississippi that you can drop by there and drop a box off. Miss Lauren has been very, very kind to us. I think this is her third or fourth year uh, letting us have a place there at the Kia dealership. Well, hang with us. We've got more with Jody and Neely coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things. Don't forget we're streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Supertalk Mississippi app. We hope you know you can always find us too on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, but I hope you can watch us when you can. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. We're continuing our conversation with Jody Rigby. He's the president of First Responders of Mississippi, along with Ms. Neely Lyons. She's the committee co-chair for this year's Holiday Network Luncheon and Toy Drive, benefiting the First Responders of Mississippi, plus the Boys and Girls Club. And you guys we're just sharing what great um, things that both organizations do throughout the year. But this is your time as first responders of Mississippi to focus on those families, children who may meet, may need a toy or two for the Christmas or the family needs that for the for those individual families. But Neely, I know you started out talking about, too, like mental health and sort of bringing this up. I know that's sort of intertwined in the celebration of recovery into this luncheon as well. I think you'll have it all in this <laughs> sort <laughs> of in this in this luncheon. So. What's the other piece to it if you or if you're able to make it out or be a part of it? Sure. Well, you know, Jody and I before this segment were talking about that there is a lot of vicarious trauma that happens for first responders that come upon scenes of of you know death and destruction, and they need a place to go to work on that that trauma, and that's one of the things that first responders of Mississippi can help with. They um, they take requests. Uh, from first responders when they have um, not just health but mental health needs and and including addiction. Um, They would be able to work with them to get evaluated, to get referred to treatment. Um, Jody and I talked about how important it is for first responders to be able to find treatment that's not just um, designed for them but that is located outside of the state so that they can feel comfortable in the environment. So um, the people that are facilitating those referrals at First Responders of Mississippi have decades of experience in that regard and are very uh, mindful that these are confidential conversations. one of the stigmas with first responders and military, too, for coming forward with their struggles with mental health would be that there would be a ding on their career because they are built, they are expected to be, tough bulletproof and sort of all the things but they're not they're human and they hurt too and you know there's no just Mm -hmm. emptying emptying all the trauma button for for Mm -hmm. someone just because that's their profession of choice so i can see where that would be um a good thing added to to their regimen or to to know that for them to know that it would be as anonymous as possible Mm -hmm. through that process we're a very safe place for for that you know to come forward and say that to say I need help, and that's one of the hardest things a police officer has ever done, or a firefighter. I need help because they're climbing the ladders, going up to save people, or they they're sitting in the back of an ambulance, giving drugs and uh, medication. Excuse me, not drugs, medication. Oh, or, or you know, yes, or they're. It's hard for them to ask for help. Yeah, it's because they're, they're as you said, bulletproof. That's what their thoughts are. Um, it's very hard to get on the radio and call and say, I need some help flagging traffic because you, you can't handle it. That's mm-hmm. what always comes. Can't you handle it? And that's what they're expected to do. So it gets hard for them to ask for help. 
Neely's in the behavioral health issues. My wife's in that stuff. That uh, they're there to help. So Jody, someone who's listening, who who may be trying to raise their hand or wave a white flag, for those who were brave or had the cur- or courage to step out and ask, these are the positive stories that they'll mm-hmm. hear. As those that, if you do ask for help, there's help to be had, and there's mm-hmm. a different life to to un- um, to uncover. Yes, and and if they if there is someone listening or someone who's listening that knows of a person who needs help, then um, Please go on the First Responders of Mississippi website and get the contact information and reach out to the, the uh, on, through that website and, and ask for help. So, who will be highlighted at the at the network or I'm, at the at the luncheon? I'm glad you brought that up because that's another thing that's grown over the years. You know, I remember um, when there would be one or two recipients of of acknowledgement or awards, and now there are about twenty, and they they are all in different categories. Some of the categories are, uh, for example, champions in recovery, and this may be someone who's either worked in the mental health and addiction field um, or who is a person in recovery themselves. I received this award two years ago. Is that right, Jody? Yeah. And um, and so they're, they're, these names, the, the, this year's recipients are, if, if you want to go online, you can and look and see those names. But additionally, we have new categories that have been added. We have difference makers, and these are people in the community who've made a, an impact uh, at large. And then there are awards being given to first responders themselves there's the first responders community champions even a first responder of the year award and uh, this year it will be going to the mississippi state fire academy that's pretty cool that is great yeah and i just want to be sure we acknowledge people for all their hard work and seen and and not heard because most first responders wake up every day not looking for awards they it's a calling to go into that field jody i assume there's probably someone in your family try to stop you from doing it and you were like no this is the route i'm probably going that's usually how most say and so same with teachers and so many other professions of service and so it's good for them to just be recognized and seen and heard Mm -hmm. neely you also were speaking of a maybe a program or something that was online for people to be able to access What's that? What was that about? Right. Um, about a year ago, uh, I started working on a project called Family Recovery Collective. And the website is www.familyrecoverycollective.com. And this is a, a, an online-only uh, educational re- and resource center for families and others facing addiction. And when you go online, it is a membership program, but it's $20 a month. I mean, most people spend that much money or more on coffee. Um, the the, the w- reason we're doing it is because we know that not everybody can get to uh, a mental health professional or even they may not even be ready to make that decision to ask for that type of help, but they want some information. And there, there's a lot of stuff out there on the, the Internet, but this is a trusted resource. We're not affiliated with any particular uh, treatment provider, so you can come and ask uh, questions and get information like what's the difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist? Um, do, does my loved one really have a problem? These are there's some resource materials on the website for you to take a self assessment. You there are about 15 different videos that you can watch all around the topics related to mental health and addiction. And it, it really grounds people and, and, and makes them better consumers if they are going to ask for help and going to seek out 
um, either a therapist or a, a treatment center, then they'll have a lot more information going into that decision and, and be able to make a better decision for their family. Because I think uh, one of the roadblocks for many is just all the unknowns. And you don't know what you don't know. And so there is a a level of confidence that comes in when you do know the difference between those words. And sometimes it's just you feeling a little insecure about your, you know, your inadequacy of understanding that keeps you from doing it. And you should never do that because you don't know what you don't know. So this seems like a good place to at least go and start collecting some of that or just, you know, you can snoop around without having to formally raise your hand just yet, which I think you know if you're in that pre-contemplation contemplation sort of phase then that's right move you into move you into action just exactly and, and we we recognize that a lot of people are in that place where they're they're not ready to raise their hand but they are looking for information um, there is a free preview on the, for, of the membership on the website so um, if someone if you says join a plan you'll get to choose between a free preview and a, and a paid for membership and so we hope people will come and, and check us out you know, Jody, with you and your wife's uh, uh, first responders of Mississippi and then just the work that she does and then hearing Neely and all of that, it's, it seems like there's just so many people in Mississippi in the trenches, boots on the ground, really there for those who may be struggling or, you know, just going through a rough patch. Do you feel like people are, are gaining understanding that there's help out there? Do you feel like we're finally making enough noise to, for people to start raising their hands or start feeling more comfortable? I believe we're getting there. We're, we're not there yet, but we're getting there. Uh, a lot of times when I go places or I speak or Ruth speaks, I, I carry a sign with me. It's got First Responders of Mississippi on one side with our website. And on the other side, it says, take out your phones right now. Her name is Ruth Ann Rigby, and here's her phone number because you're going to need her before the end of the year. It may not be for you. It may not be for a family member, but it's going to be for a friend that's yours that's having struggling in, in issues. Here's her phone number. She answers it 24-7, seven days a week. She's a quick responder. Yeah. Quick de- <laughs> She's a quick responder. She's a quick text responder. Yes. And, and so we're getting the word out there. It's slow, and we just got to, to twist and turn a little bit of, of police officers. They go into situations where – Domestic quarrels where they get there and one of the partners has had too much to drink or they're drinking too much or something like that. They see this every day. Mm-hmm. If they could had a place that they could turn to to tell those people, say, listen, you, your, your loved one has a problem. You need to find somebody to, before it gets worse. That's what we need to be doing. Um, firefighters, you know, fire, fire departments were their own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Back used to, when I first started in law enforcement, you called a fire truck when the car was on fire to wash the street off or something like that. Now firefighters answer every call. Every call. Every and y'all call. have answered the call, too, to help those that are first responders of Mississippi, which is wonderful. And so thank you for your time and looking forward to a great luncheon. And stick with us. we get got more up next. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming over at supertalk.fm. You can also find us on the Supertalk app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Okay, fess up. Who is guilty of watching Hallmark Christmas movies this time of year? I know I have my hand raised. They're so fun to get into and enjoy. So if you've seen A Biltmore Christmas, then you've watched a native Mississippian, and you might not have even known it. But she's joining us today. She's A.K. Benninghoffen, and she plays the role of Margaret in Hallmark's A Biltmore Christmas. So, hey, A.K. Hello, how are you? I am doing well. I'm doing well, and I love this connection because the Hallmark Christmas series is just something that some folks may not fess up to it, but everybody finds themselves at some point during the Christmas season snuggled up warm and just sort of enjoying the heartwarming stories that are uh, those movies of Hallmark. So congratulations on the movie. Thanks so much. Yeah, I think you're right. People people love them. I had no idea just how much until I was in one. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, my mom. My mom's probably already seen it 10 times and knows the plot backwards and forwards. Okay, she's going to be so excited that we're getting to talk. But if we haven't seen A Biltmore Christmas, how do you kind of explain it without giving it away and your role as Margaret? Well, I, it's a time travel movie, which I think is maybe a first for Hallmark. Um, and I, it tracks a, a Hollywood screenwriter named Lucy who is trying to write a remake of a classic Hollywood film that was shot at the Biltmore. And so she flies to the Biltmore to do some research and ends up accidentally time traveling back to the original set of the original movie. And um, I play Margaret, who is in the current time and kind of discovers what's happened and helps her get away with it, so to speak. <laughs> Sounds so like a lot of fun. Sidekick. But you did miss out on the period pieces and all the wardrobe and stuff, so that kind of stinks. I did. That was the saddest part. I got to see all of it, and it was just stunning. But I was very sad not to get to wear some of those fabulous 40s clothing uh, pieces. And um, the trade-off, though, was that I got to work with Jonathan Frakes, who plays Winston, and the, the folks who were in the 1940s storyline did not get to work with him so i guess you know it all came out in the wash <laughs> oh yeah and, and and what a fun uh, opportunity as well i mean to get to call that a day as a work I, I think there are worse things to be done um ak absolutely yeah and you've been in this business you know for a while and i know that even just here recently you've kind of picked back up your acting chops you've kind of written and done all the things so when you look mm-hmm. back over the course of your career kind of what is the you know, the wild path that you've taken that's gotten you to these, you know, opportunities now? Um, well, it's funny. I took about a 20-year uh, hiatus. Um, I didn't know that it was only a hiatus. I thought I had left the business forever. Um, and my husband and I met in Los Angeles, and when we decided to start a family, we decided to leave all of that behind, and we moved to Asheville, North Carolina, and... Um, raised our family here and now our kids are in high school and college and um very surprisingly it kind of came back to me there's a lot that shoots in the southeast now so i'm able to stay right here at home in Asheville and audition from here because everything is is digital now so i don't have to actually go anywhere to to audition i can just shoot my audition in my home and send it in over the internet And then if I book a job, then I'm traveling to Atlanta or Richmond or Wilmington or Nashville. Uh, But the majority of an actor's work is auditioning, and I get to do that from home. 
Which is really cool. Now, your home, I guess, birthplace would be here in Mississippi. You were born in That's Tupelo, right. raised in Indianola. And our film mm-hmm. in- industry is really exploding, okay? So I hope one day it literally brings you back home. Hopefully you'll be able to land something where you can come back to Mississippi and shoot. I think that's really cool. Would be really cool. I hope so, too. <laughs> so what was it like? For- I have had a couple auditions yeah. for things there, and I had my fingers crossed. But it hasn't worked out yet. But we're hoping so. Well, we're going to put it out in the ether now. Like, they, they've heard it on good things so you know all the fancy producers listen and so they'll be like oh they'll see ak and go okay she's a home girl we're gonna bring her back home <laughs> hey you never know but i'll take all the credit for it though if it happens for you uh happens I'll for you that way <laughs> so what was life like growing up tupelo and there in the mississippi delta well it's funny you say it that way because i do kind of feel like i have two hometowns my my parents both grew up in tupelo so all of my Grandparents and extended family lived there, so even though we lived in Indianola and I was raised there, I spent all of my summers and holidays in Tupelo, and so I kind of feel like I have both um, both that I can claim. Um, and, you know, it was great. I love having a small town, and it was one of the reasons that we didn't want to raise kids in Los Angeles. We wanted them to have a place that they called their hometown where they knew everybody and everybody knew them because that was that was a real gift. You know, I don't think I realized it when I was in it. I longed for a big city where I could be anonymous and um, have more things to explore. But then you get older and you realize that you had this whole support system. And um, now, like even with this Hallmark movie coming out, so many people, you know, the night that it premiered, I, I picked up my phone when it ended and I had like 85 texts. And I probably 90% of those were from Mississippi people that I grew up with who are still cheering for me and rooting me on. And I'm not sure that happens for people who grow up in other states. <laughs> I totally agree. Oh, yeah, we're claiming you. That's, you know, you may <laughs> you may not have lived here for a while, but you will always be a Mississippi girl, you know, at, at heart. So I think that's why we're excited to see that you will have that a Hallmark movie will have someone from, you know, our state in it. Has it premiered yet or is it already in circulation? That's a Biltmore Christmas. Yeah, it, um, it's. It came out the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend, and that was the 26th, and so it's running throughout the holiday season. It airs again tonight if you have the actual Hallmark Channel, um, but it it's also streaming, you know, on demand on a few of the different streaming services. I think the premium versions of Hulu and Paramount Plus and YouTube TV, they all have it running kind of whenever you would like to watch it. So, um It'll 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 keep going. I think maybe through right at the new year. Um, so it's a nice little run. You've also had some nice runs too on other streaming platforms that folks may be um, um, familiar with: Staircase and HBO Class of '09 um, on FX mm-hmm. and Hulu, and and some others. So if we want to just look up and see what you what you've been up to, girl, or maybe we've seen you and didn't recognize it, where can we find a collection of your work, or maybe find what uh, some of your other projects have been? Um, you can look me on up on IMDb, uh, the Internet Movie Database. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at AKBNC, um, and just stay stay tuned. I would say <laughs> you're also a writer too, with some published uh, mm-hmm. work. So are those like uh, what kind of writing do you do? Okay. I write fiction mostly. Um, I am working on a screenplay right now along with my husband, but mostly I've written fiction. I have uh, some short stories that have been published in various literary journals, 
And I have two novels that I'm trying to revise so that hopefully they will be published someday soon as well. Well, I think your story is a great one, A.K., of, of just recognizing the times sort of have changed. You don't have to give up on dreams, even if you have to put them on pause for a couple of years to put other things that are more, you know, important first, like family, who can deny that in that time, that there, you never know what the next chapter of life may be like. Could you have thought that, you know, 20 or so years ago that here you would be back, Hallmark movies, HBO, sort of all the things? I, I never dreamed. I really thought I, I had closed the door on that chapter of my life, and um, it was COVID that kind of woke me up to it again. Um, my husband and I both are actors, and we both kind of dipped our toe back in just from here, just kind of for fun. And then the next thing we knew, we were working professionally again, and um, it's been the greatest surprise of our lives. I'm so grateful every moment. We'll keep auditioning for roles in Mississippi. We're going to keep that doorway open. <laughs> and Thank if you, you la- so or when you land it, AK, then you have to call back and let us know. And then if you're in the area, you'll have to come in the studio and say hi. Absolutely. I would love to. Thank you so much, Rebecca. All righty. And that's Hallmark's A Built More Christmas, where you can catch AK Benninghoffen. She is playing the role of Margaret, and you can catch it on the Hallmark Channel or streaming to on the app, correct? That's correct. I got it. All right, girl. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Rebecca. Take care. All righty. There you go. You never know. Just because you have to press pause on a passion or something that you enjoy doesn't mean that you won't be able to pick that back up in a couple years. So never say never in the terms of where your life can take you or the twists and sort of turns in that way. Also, too, I think that reminds those that are sort of interested in that. You can do all your auditioning now from your computer or from your home. So what's stopping you if that's something you've always been interested in? Who knows? It may be you who's on the next Hallmark movie or on a big screen or whatever it may be. You What are they, they going to say? No? No thank you? Or just not call you back? That's fine. But what if they said yes? Then you may get scared and delete the email and act like it never happened. That might be me. But no, seriously, give it a try if that's what uh, that's what you're into. But stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. So have yourself a merry little Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Frosty the snowman was a jolly happy soul. With a corncob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Welcome back to Good Things. 
Don't forget we're streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can also find us, too, from your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. And Middays with Jar Gibbard will be on the move and live on Tuesday at Mississippi Blood Services off of Lakeland Boulevard in Flowood. You can help Mississippi Blood Services celebrate the season of giving. Give blood now through December the 16th to receive a holiday T-shirt sponsored by Priority One Bank. The best gift this holiday can't be found under a tree. So donate today. And then Sports Talk Mississippi, which is coming up next after good things. They're going to be live on Wednesday at Stone's Jewelry in Tupelo. Stone's Jewelry will have magical Christmas savings throughout the entire store. Stone's will also celebrate Sanctuary Hospice, which is definitely up to some good things. So make a donation to Sanctuary Hospice and you'll be registered to win prizes each hour. So it's going to be a busy week next week. But the best way to stay informed is to stay here at supertalk or supertalk in general they're supertalk.fm all the things we're everywhere wherever you are there's a way to be connected to us okay you were playing frosty is was that who is that michael buble michael buble frosty coming in so the other night i got i got my feelings hurt when i turned on cbs to watch rudolph which i let all of you know i gave them free promotion i was so kind i wanted to be family friendly i wanted everyone to gather and watch a classic together on free tv except some of you including my family wasn't able to watch it because they wanted to use that as a little carrot for you to, I guess, get ticked off at whoever your provider is. Because the, like CBS, if you've had certain providers, it's not you don't always get it. They went through a thing and call and the whole thing. And so I was like, oh. so I found it on another platform. Be danged. I don't care if they ran a 24 hour Thing a free Rudolph now for everybody. I'm not. I will never watch Rudolph on CBS for that ever again. However, found it from other places, and my husband and I we all sat down to watch it. Now this is Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer, not Frosty the Snowman, and the man is 40 years old and swears he's never seen that one, and that the char- the same characters in that one are in Frosty, and so he was expecting to sit down and kind of see Frosty, but not. But not think of it as rude. I said, "How? How did you see one?" I mean, they are in the, the exact other. same animation style. It's that stop motion animation, and they were both made by the same people. Is this little talking snowman who narrates it in the beginning? Is that the I'm only fairly certain that's the, the same crossover snowman, yeah. crossover character? Yeah, because I almost. Because you don't have the fire dude and the ice dude and Rudolph. No. Couldn't tell you their names. But do you remember? it's been two plus decades since I've seen that version of Frosty, yeah. He, so we haven't watched Frosty. We're going down the checklist of the things to see. Yes, they stream. Yes, you can buy them. Yes, all the things. But there is just something still to me magical about if it's own, like the original Grinch, you have Frosty, then you'll have, um, you had Rudolph. Eventually you'll have Frosty. We may have missed The only it one now. that doesn't apply to is the 24 hours of a Christmas story. No, that, like that's that, usually. That's filler. That's filler, right. That's so the people at the station can go have Christmas. That's when you say, but put down what you're doing, pause, like jump on the couch, let's just watch it because that's, you know, that's, that's. Pop the popcorn, pop it's the time popcorn, for the movie. That, it's time for the, the movie. So I just was baffled 
that you make it 40 years. You were born in the 80s and you had never seen that Rudolph at least once. And none of it seems familiar to you. I mean, in fairness, children of the 80s are the last generation to not grow up with on-demand access to everything. Well, I mean, it's not, yes. but if you, I mean, children of the 90s, when they hit their formative years, the Internet was around, and you could find all this stuff. I still, I just question my mother-in-law's parenting. <laughs> <laughs> you think you did so well raising him up, but somehow he made it to see Frosty. But you did not introduce him into Rudolph. I, but to me, the thing is, I don't know how you do that because they used to come on back to back. Like it used to be. I think that's what the problem is. They're running together. Like it, as a kid watches a movie differently than an adult watches a movie, usually. So you do have some kids that are just laser focused, going to pick up every little thing about the movie, be able to tell you every plot point. And then you have some that it's just noise to be a distraction to take away from what they're doing oh look yeah that's rudolph okay back to the action figures so if they're playing back to back on tv as a kid i could see meshing them together ladies just quiz your husbands very important question have you seen the original rudolph do you have empathy for for rudolph and for the big Scary, uh, snow, uh, abominable, the snowman. abominable snowman. The abominable snowman. Okay, okay. All right, stick with us. We got more coming up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.